welcome back to podcast fundamentalist episode number whatever <laughs> the fuck episode <laughs> number we stopped counting we stopped counting now um and thank you all for listening to the last podcast i got a lot of good feedback on it if you haven't listened to it it was with um shaima azam who is a an editor at allure no um, longer she's no longer actually right she's Dubai. she's working with the beauty which is pretty amazing. Incredible. So shout out to her um, and Huda Beauty for snatching her up. Yeah. Um, and this week, you curry-scented bitches, <laughs> we're going to be talking about something real topical <laughs> and real interesting. So if you don't, if you haven't caught up on your pop culture news, please do so ASAP. Um, if you haven't heard of, Ig- or not Iggy Azalea, haha, Azalea Banks and the Zayn Malik feud, Please go on BuzzFeed right now. And low-key Just Rain. I feel like Just Rain's part of the Just Rain, too. yeah. She hasn't addressed so, it directly, but I'm sure at some point she's going to go off on him, too. Right. So basically what happened is Azalea Banks is a rapper from Harlem. Um, she's pretty young. She's only 24. Completely She unhinged. had a cup. Completely. Right. So she had a couple of hits yeah, back in, like, 2011. Talented. Right. Um, she had a lot of, like buzz around her for a while it kind of died down right before or during iggy azalea who was a completely different person blew up so azalea blank banks is black um i'm not sure what her ethnic background is but she's black for all intents and purposes and iggy azalea as you know is an australian rapper who is infamous for pretty much appropriating black culture and putting on this fake accent whatever so azalea banks came at Iggy Azalea a couple of years ago, um, pretty much saying that the reason her or Azalea Banks' career hasn't taken off is because of racism, right? Iggy Azalea is propped up. She has all these tours. She's not even that great of a rapper. People just like her because she's white. Uh, Azalea Banks, on the other hand, is kind of like a... has been characterized as, like, loud-mouthed and aggressive and... That's why people but don't like her as much. To right? Have like a very pure form of rap that she performs, or right. Um, and whatever the case is, a lot of people were like, you know what, you're right. The reason Igazelia has done as well as she has is because she's white and has appropriated this culture, and people kind of fetishize her in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and, and and she made the rounds on a lot of radio shows and like you know spoke out against it and people and I I mean I remember that's how I was introduced to her and, um, a couple of years ago. Fast forward and got like really candid on the shows. I think it was right. the Hot Ninety Seven yes. interview where she started mm-hmm. crying because she was just so right. overcome. She was talking about like not just the racism and the appropriation, but she was talking about how like there's this entire struggle for the black community that people come in and just profit off of without ever experiencing it so Iggy right. comes in puts on this accent and this is Azalea's words I don't necessarily agree or disagree but Iggy comes in puts on this accent makes like effing millions gets engaged right. to this like baller um and like the entire struggle of black women is completely washed over the struggle right. of the community the culture the social circumstance that birthed this music movement is completely washed right. over um, right. So I, I don't even necessarily think that the sentiment behind her tirades is completely made up. Like, I think she just genuinely, no. does genuinely right. feel very strongly about it. 
And I think, uh, that, and all those points are valid, right? Yeah. I think it happens a lot, especially, I mean, we talked about cultural uh, cultural appropriation, but it's it, that's part of the conversation, right? That these people with privilege come in, think this thing is really cute, like the boxer braids versus cornrows debate, right? Yeah. So Kim Kardashian started watch, wearing boxer braids, quote unquote boxer braids, which are actually just cornrows. And then everybody's like, oh, this is so fucking hot. Now I'm like, you have a million YouTube videos on how to make it, yeah. how to do your hair like that. But Black women have been wearing their hair in cornrows forever. Yeah, and it's looked at, at looked as, at as dirty or nappy or whatever, right. and it's never like, right. oh wow, that looks beautiful. That looks beautiful, right? Yeah. So that um, so that's all completely legitimate. But then something happened in Azalea Banks's mind. <laughs> um, fast forward to 2015, 2016, She is now a hashtag Trump supporter. Um, has made several, there have been several instances of her picking feuds with people Just and making incredibly, right, pig, incredibly bigoted, homophobic, racist, um, mean. remarks, so mean, <laughs> just nasty and petty remarks. This isn't right. So this week, what is it now? May 11th. Yeah. So I it happened yesterday up, actually, but right. Yeah. I woke up to it this morning. Yeah. So it happened, whatever this week, the, the second week of May, where I don't know what the fuck prompted this. Apparently, Zayn Malik's new video for whatever the song is he has out now. See, yeah. um, she felt like he bit off of her video from a year or two ago, um, and he says his inspiration is from um, the show Tron. Um, she says he bit her whole image off and has like you know side by side comparisons. Um, and her first tweet was something like, um, the fuck was her first tweet? But... me real hard. Right. But it was yes. like, her first tweet wasn't even angry. She was like, oh, but he's still cute though. Or something like right. that. And then Zayn Malik cryptically responds. Yeah. And he says he didn't respond to her, but saying like, oh, um, I see you there and I don't care. Yeah. And then following up with something about his ads. Yeah. Um, Whatever. Anyway, so then I guess that really pissed Azalea Banks off, and she starts going in hard, hard on Zayn Malik, uh, and making incredibly, once again, homophobic, racist, bigoted, um, nonsensical remarks. Like, right? Sure that doesn't even make sense. Most of them, right? So saying, "Oh, I'm gonna call." Hashtag you, you curry scented bitch. Yeah. Like he's a curry scented yeah. bitch. Um, calling him. You and your. I'm dirty gonna call refugee. you. Poo- I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, you're a dirty refugee. Your mom didn't get asylum yeah. when his mom is the British, <laughs> like the white one. Um, uh, saying that. Yeah, you know, you dirty just, Punjab. Yeah, I'm gonna call you Punjab now. Like you can call him a city. Great, good job. Um, all these other just really nasty, very very racist remarks, very homophobic remarks. Um. Which I feel like, and I don't know if it's because it's social media now or people are just much more hashtag woke. Yeah. But it created a serious backlash. Um, and people, particularly South Asians, kind of were just like, nope, this isn't okay. Um, and what I woke up to was actually Irene Sarah, yeah. who makes up a pretty... Um, famous or youtube famous makeup artist photographer um she's south asian she's bengali tweeted uh she had put up an instagram about you know how she was up all night like upset about the whole azalea banks 
um, Twitter rant uh, about like calling you know Zayn Malik a curry scented bitch, and then was just like, wait, never mind. This is being a curry scented bitch is great, and put up like amazing pictures of herself with, with like you know wearing South Asian garb and having beautiful makeup. Um, and then I went on Twitter, and it was all these South Asian folks, especially women tweeting pictures of themselves and shawakramis and yeah. sardis and langas, um, hashtagging query scented bitch, pretty much reappropriating it and being like, all right, that's, I'm going to make it, if you're going to call me that, I'm going to make it into an empowering statement. Yeah. Um, and Just Rain, who, if you don't, aren't familiar with, is a YouTube personality, um, who's sick Punjabi, Punjabi sick, and he started retweeting a lot of this, um, which gained a lot of attention it was on buzzfeed it was on new york magazine it was like all over about how she just pretty much got fucking dragged yeah not only by a bunch of south asian women but like that 14 year old disney star who was like (laughs) just like just a lot of backlash so mean to she was like telling her to go get plastic surgery and then later she was like oh i was just mad because her mom whores her out like what are you saying? You're telling yeah. her to get plastic surgery, but you're mad if her mom tells her to get like <laughs> Yeah. What are you saying? So uh, aside from like the, I think, whatever, Azalea Banks obviously has some issues and needs to kind of just go back um, and reevaluate her life choices. But I think what was really like heartening to see was that usually I feel like um, when it comes to discrimination against South Asians or... Uh, jokes in the media about South Asians is kind of glossed over. Part of that is because we're kind of, um, we lack representation and then we're this model minority, so we're kind of fair game because for the most part, we've all made it and have education and jobs and so we're allowed to be made fun of because we can't have faced that much discrimination. We're not an oppressed group. Um, But it was really nice to see people actually up in arms, not just South Asians, but a lot of other... I think Nicki Minaj even tweeted out at her and was just like, you need to slow your fucking roll. Like, Zayn Malik has made more money than you'll ever see in your life. Um, And, like, and really come together and be like, this is not okay. So this is where I'm going to give full credit to Just Rain, even though he may or might not be deserving. He just gets full credit in my eyes because I think he's the only one, um, or one of the few from, like, brown... YouTube or brown social media that I follow actively and I think he was one of the very first that I saw at least on my timeline Responding to Azalea Banks before she even got super super racist and homophobic So like right when she was tweeting mm. about oh, I'm gonna call oh before she started doing like the sand Profanity Edward. yeah, yeah um, When she was just saying I'm gonna call you like you dirty packy. I'm gonna call you dirty Punjab or whatever He was just like what like what are you saying do you know like somebody should let india know that it is now an insult and not a place or whatever um but i think the reason i think he's so cool and i know i talk about him on average every other (laughs) podcast it's fine just please talk to us um the reason i think he's so cool and the reason i have so much respect for him though is because i feel like he is so true to this concept of equality and he's so true to like actually being proud of being South Asian and standing up for it because if you think about it here's this guy he has like maybe 150 200,000 followers he's just like not to say he's just a YouTube community he's done very well for himself but he's not a global superstar like Azalea Banks for better or for worse right and so Mm -hmm. to take her on knowing how vitriolic she is knowing how like 
batshit crazy she is, not everybody would do it and not a lot of people did do it. But he was like punch for punch right there. He started the curry scented bitch thing. He was retweeting up and down like everybody's timeline. And I think that's really, 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 really dope. I think it's so dope. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like one, we're like growing in representation in media. Yeah. If we didn't have people like Justreen or Harry Kondabo, who's a uh, Indian South Indian comedian, um, on people's radars, or even Hassan Minaj, yeah. I didn't check his Twitter. I didn't but, check it either, but likely he would have also. Right, yeah. uh, and then in platforms like Instagram yeah. and Twitter and Facebook, where you can go and search this hashtag, and the first thing you see are just like beautiful yeah. South Asian girls, yeah. right? Um, and I and I just feel like it's it's just nice to see that there is representation, there is that there is backlash if you're going to discriminate against a minority, no matter where they are in the economic, socioeconomic ladder it's not okay. And social media, and this is one of those, like, pro, this is where you put it in the pros column totally. for social media. Yes. Like, if you say shit, bigoted shit like yeah. that, especially in the age where Trump, Donald fucking Trump is a presidential not candidate yeah. and most likely the Republican nominee, yeah. it's really nice to see people come out and be like, no, this is not yeah. appropriate. This is not okay. We will not stand yeah. for it. You can't say shit like that and then be like, oh, well, she was on Twitter. I like, think even more than that, not only does it give you a platform to push back, but I think it also gives you, like, the inspiration to push back, right? So if somebody right. calls you a curry-scented bitch on the playground and you're, like, five, you're not going to be like, well, I have to so I'm gonna get my posse and game yeah. over. Like, you don't feel that way, but when you see all these gorgeous women or, like, you know, amazing swagged-out dudes, like, these Sikh dudes with their Instagram have accounts? Have you seen? Have you? not. Have you been on Say Jut Street, Sing Street Style? Style? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on Jut Street Style. <laughs> <laughs> Sing Street Style. I cannot with these dudes. They're amazing. But so, like, when you see that, then it kind of fosters your own pride and fosters, like, you don't right, feel as alone. You don't feel as othered. And you see all these other dope-ass people and you, like, vibe with it and you're proud of it. Um, so, yeah, right. 100%. That, that definitely ranks very, very high in the social media pros list. Right. Uh, and I think that's something that I I would have never, if I'd seen that, I would have, and, and, and if anybody else had, like, if, it, it, I feel like if I, I would have seen that, I'm like, that's really fucked up, and then I would have been mad inside and angry that nobody responded in any way, mm-hmm. but the fact that people did, I felt, I felt empowered, and I was like, all right, fine, I'm a curry-scented bitch, too, mm-hmm. and I, like, actually tweeted, and I never... I hardly ever tweet. It's always just retweets of things that I think are funny or like, you know, um, The amazing thing was about it that it was such a great response, right? Like it was humorous, but it was still like cool. It wasn't mean. It was, you know, it literally just like flipped her insults on its head without insulting her. I mean, insulting her intelligence for sure. But no, like nobody was stooping to her level. They were just kind of... Like you said, right. reappropriating and, her own yeah. diss. And I, and I think that's what was, like, let other people diss her because there are plenty of other people who do that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that we took that, we're like, all right, fine, I'm not going to let it in. I mean, obviously, if if you've grown up South Asian, you're always worried about your smell. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're always going to be worried about it, yeah. right? Because it's just such a stereotype yeah. that you have to fight against. Um, Sacrifices until, must be made for Shami Kebab, man. Right. No, I... Um, um, 
I, so that, so that was something that I felt like awesome. Like we're, yeah, people, well, we often do smell like curry, yeah. but it's okay because we're still like human beings yeah. and it's not okay to say shit like that. And for someone who seemed relatively aware of racism and bigotry in, um, in the media for you to then turn around and say the exact same thing that you fought against completely perpetuate the same yeah completely unprompted like for you to and then perpetuate that same biting demeaning ideology yeah out of whatever i don't know if it whatever it is it doesn't matter what the drive was and the made of factor is really sad it's really sad but i think it's also just like a larger sentiment when it's like oh when I'm being attacked when I'm being oppressed then you know why isn't anybody defending me but then it, when it affects other people you don't really give a shit For sure. um yeah and I think and, and we talked about this before that um unfortunately that seems to be a very human reaction right you're concerned with right. yourself and a lot of these causes that you may feel strongly about you only feel strongly about when they pertain to you or your own community and we see it constantly within the muslims right if there's discrimination against us or you know a cabbie gets harassed or yelled at or whatever or you know a hijabi gets cursed out on the street we're up in arms and care is being alerted and they should be like, of course, that's a way to handle discrimination. That's a way to handle racism. But, you know, when the Black Lives Matter movement is happening or when Trump is speaking out against the Mexicans, what are we saying? We don't really care. It doesn't affect us. We're not going to those fundraisers. We're not going to those rallies. We're not going to like those protests. We're chilling, watching whatever it is that we're watching in our homes. Uh, Quantico. No, I still don't. I still don't. Although don't. time 100, I mean, salute to you, girl. I've yeah. heard that show is terrible and garbage, um, <laughs> but still it caught you on your time 100 list, so. Yeah, she was at the Oscars. Yeah, super dope, um, super dope. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think it happens all the time. And not only does it happen with like Muslims looking out like even there's so many Sikhs that have been targeted in the wake of 9-11 and we're never like hey guys really sorry let's have interfaith events because for us interfaith is only with people of the book which is a completely um different episode and topic and one that is outrageous but um we also do it within our communities like there was Mm -hmm. a series of attacks across Iraq uh today last night that killed almost 200 people and like I didn't see a damn Sunni tweeting about it. I didn't see right. a damn Sunni up in arms, right? Like, right. Pakistan happened, and, you know, it happened in Lahore, and I felt very strongly about it, and I was tweeting about it too, but that's because Pakistan is Pakistan, and there's a lot of Pakistani South Asians, and there are a lot, right. you know, they're mostly Sunni, and everybody's doing it. Um, but where's the love for Shias? This genocide has been right. going on for so long, and they've been specifically targeted by terrorists by governments and there's just no love i don't i don't know what it is that makes us so um narrow-minded that we don't even see it or we don't even empathize i don't know Uh, i don't i'm not sure and i know i i feel like this is not just a uh trait um that you find so like exclusive it's not exclusive to the muslim community totally. um at all i think it's across um 
the minority immigrant communities, I think it's also part of what I, I said this to you earlier about like part of like American culture where if it doesn't affect me, yeah. then I don't Stay out of it. care. Right. Um, but as soon as it starts encro encroaching on my, on my rights or my daily life or my family's daily life, as, as soon as it immediately affects me, then it's like, what the fuck? Where is everybody else? Yeah. Right. But you never pick up, take up arms for your neighbor or, um, your fellow minority. Yeah. Um, and I think it just, it, it's sick, scary and sad because of all the rhetoric that's been going around. Um, and I, I was talking to a colleague of mine who I'm pretty sure is Republican. She's pretty, she hasn't said it yet, but she did mention that she would rather vote for Trump than Hillary because Hillary is a hawk and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that she wouldn't vote for Sanders because Sanders wants free college education. And she felt like college education is a choice. And if you make that choice, then you should pay for it. Um, completely disregarding the fact that poverty begets poverty and that education shouldn't be a privilege. It should be a right to all. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just that idea that if I haven't experienced it, if I haven't, dis I haven't experienced discrimination, mm -hmm. if I haven't or experienced any kind of oppression, then I don't care. Yeah. But as soon as you're denied a loan or, or, you know, you're denied acceptance to a school, then it's like, holy shit, where is everybody else? Yeah. Like that whole, it's just, it's really sad and selfish. I think people just have this idea, um that as long as you and in my and I think it's I think it's particularly American culture because you have this idea of like the invisible hand where like if you do what you're supposed to do Just if keep you moving along keep moving along yeah. doing you that everything else will fall into place yeah <clears throat> Um, and it's just really, I don't know, it just really infuriates me because it erases the experience and the history of so many people. Yeah. And with absolutely no regard or respect for other p communities, yeah. especially communities of color. Yeah. I And I think... Or minority uh, groups in any way, right? Whether it's the LBGT uh, community right. that we never ever show yeah and that's the thing i think like people would be like whatever right it's incredibly tough and i think within the muslim community and again i don't think this is exclusive to us um or to south asians it's just this feeling of well i'm already in a shitty place being a person of color i'm gonna look out for myself and i don't really care yeah or not that i don't care but until it affects me i'm just gonna do me yeah um it's really interesting that you mentioned that invisible hand concept um, because I was actually talking with my dad the other day and my dad has been pretty involved in central Jersey over the past couple of years in trying to um, register people to vote and getting involved with like democratic elections and um, just making sure that like 
the Pakistani South Asian Muslim voice is being heard to some extent. That doesn't necessarily mean a Pakistani candidate, but that the agency of the Pakistani bloc vote is being represented somehow, and that's only done kind of through forging alliances with politicians. Um, so he was talking to me about, he often talks to me about how frustrating it is and how, you know, they do all these registration drives and um, people either won't register at all or they'll register and just not show up to vote. And he was kind of asking, like, what the hell is it? Like, what's right. effing wrong with people? And why aren't they going out and doing this? Um, and I was speaking to him about how I think the first, and I think this is also something we've talked about several times on this uh, podcast, but I think the first piece of it is that our parents were first generation immigrants who came here with the sole purpose of just providing and like getting by. And the assumption was the American dream works this way. You go right. there, you like educate, you work. <laughs> You buy your house, you buy your cars, you have your kids, and, like, you kind of just move on through life, and it's okay. You may not be a millionaire, you may not be a billionaire, but you'll live a happy and comfortable life. Right. And now that rhetoric is kind of changing, and a lot of it is because of, like, technological advances and how society is changing. Um, but I think now it's switched from people not being involved, or I think there's still an element of South Asians sticking to what they know, which is their white-collar careers, and mm -hmm. not getting outside of that bubble. I think social media has now introduced, at least for the younger generation, this, like, concept that you can, you know, for better or worse, go onto Instagram and become an Instagram celebrity. And if you're smart about it, you can hustle and you can monetize and you can make it. Right. You can start a YouTube channel making just funny videos to make yourself laugh that turn into these, like, real conversation starter pieces mm -hmm. in, like, the broader cultural game. Um, but I will say that I think we have to find a balance. Like, I feel like so many people now are moving to these, like, cool or hip kind of professions or um, outlets for their lives, these creative outlets. And we're forgetting that you need all professions to make a society work, right? So if you're just a doctor, it's not cool anymore. If you're just a lawyer, it's not cool anymore. What about like the fucking South Asian teachers who are busting their asses every single day and right. like, having such a strong impact on these kids? What about like South Asian nurses who are there by patients' bedsides when they're dying? Right. Like that is just as critical. That is just as cool. That is such a, just as crucial to changing the narrative of South Asians, not only in the West, but I think globally in any non-South Asian country. Or um, your fucking taxi cab driver. Absolutely. Who deals with your drunk ass at five in the morning throwing exactly. up in his car, right? Exactly. Like, and I, and I think it's that part, part of that mindset where, like, it's just like that white collar, that first and second wave immigration, and nobody talks about that third wave where it's straight up taxi cab drivers, gas yeah. station attendants, uh, yeah. convenience store owners. Yeah. Um, they're the just as important. Target and Walmart. Right. Yeah. And they're just as important. They came here for the same fucking thing, thing yeah. like coming to America, pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. and you'll make it big and you'll have and your white picket fence. they're just as critical to changing right. the narrative. They're just they as really critical. They really are. And part of that is that agency, right? Like, social media gives this younger generation agency. It gives us a voice so we can reappropriate some nasty fucking bigoted comment, yeah. right? Um, but the other, the flip side of that is participating in civic society, right? Yeah. So what's uh, that quote from Louis Brandeis that um, 
the most important office is that of the private citizen or something like that. Yep. I might have mangled yep. the quote, but it's basically yeah. like you are the most important element. You are integral to the fabric of this yeah. social yeah. contract, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to exercise your right to vote in the primary. You know, like people, I think people, you just think, okay, I'll, I'll get there in the general election, but the primaries are incredibly important too. Yeah. Um, your local council, look at London. They just elected yeah. a... Baksani Muslim mayor. That is yeah. fucking incredible. The considering son of a bus driver. The son of a bus driver. Considering yeah. all the Europe, especially in Europe, it's pretty bad. Like the, the anti-Muslim, uh, yeah. yeah, the anti-refugee, anti-Muslim um, kind of epidemic that's been going on. There has been pretty strong rhetoric around it to have them elect a mayor, the mayor of a very metropolitan city. Like yeah. that... People know London, you know? It's not, like, some, like, little town in, like, fucking, like, Essex or something like that, you and know? If I remember correctly, it was, like, a blowout. Like, yeah. won by a large margin. That's, yeah, so, like, things like that were, like, this, that's just as important. And I think you're going to see that. I think there's that hijabi journalist who's, like, very young. She's, like, in her, her very early 20s who's, like, making waves. Um, yeah. I think you'll... you'll Noor Taguri, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that sounds familiar. Um, yeah. And I, see, I think you see it. Like, Hassan Minaj is a correspondent on The Daily Show, even though nobody yeah. watches it anymore because Trevor yeah. Noah isn't that great. Um, but, yeah. so, like, yeah. you see it more and more. And um, I think even Mindy Lahiri, uh, Mindy Lahiri, oh, shit, Mindy Kaling, yeah. who um, I was always kind of am, not ambivalent. I wasn't sure how I felt about her. Um, has been, has, I've been, I always have been following her on Instagram since I joined, but, like, has now been tweeting about how, like, about, south asian culture and south asian women and like yeah. had put, was putting up pictures of dark-skinned south asian women yeah. saying like you know hashtag beautiful whatever yeah. and that the person that she most wants to work with right now is irfan khan yeah um who who's an amazing cool. amazing actor yeah oh yeah. he's um, awesome um so i think it's just uh i probably never felt more comfortable slash uncomfortable being Pakistani muslim in a very yeah. weird right yeah. it's just like this weird exactly. Um, dichotomy where like yeah you're seeing South Asians Muslim Hindu Sikh like you know doing really great things and then on the other there's this rise of anti-immigrant anti-Muslim sentiment that has elected who and, and, and now of the face of a major political party in America is this caricature of a person right yeah, um, that even his own party won't formally yeah. adopt. Right. Endorse. Paul Ryan was just like, um, I'd rather lose yeah. the House Speaker yeah. position than endorse yeah. Trump at this point. Yeah. So it's really, it's it's a weird time. I don't know which tide will rise. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's, I, I think that's entirely correct. Um, and again, I think we've talked previously too about how social media has kind of birthed birthed these really cool South Asian voices and you know every day they're a little stronger and every day they're a, you know a little more nuanced um and I think that's fantastic what I I've been feeling over the past couple of weeks that we need to start giving props to our everyday South Asian heroes right. too. I, you know, people who I, one of my best friends is in global health. She's currently helping to install universal anesthesia machines in rural hospitals in Africa. Like she's, yeah. she's not South Asian. She's Lebanese, um, but she's hijabi. Like why, why is that not cool? Why yeah. is it only cool if you're, you know, 
whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I know where you're going. Yeah, I know yeah. where you're going. Positive. But yeah, and, um, Positive vibes only. And so, yeah, and I think, like, and I've seen Irene Sarah do this, where she'll talk about, like, she spoke um, on her, and she has this amazing platform, and I think she's used it well, like, she's talked about being dark-skinned, she's talked about um, International Mother, what is it, International Language Day? Something like that, and it's um, basically, uh, she did a YouTube, and it was, like, it was a makeup YouTube video, but then she started with, like, this history lesson on what International Language Day actually, how it became, uh, started, and it was when, um, when Pakistan and, it was East and West Pakistan, Bangladesh was East Pakistan at a a time, Um, and when they were trying to secede Pakistan, what is currently known as Pakistan, was like, you know what, like, you can't speak your mother tongue. And so there was this huge movement, and when West or East Pakistan became Bangladesh and they were able to speak their language, they wanted to celebrate it. And so they created International Language Day, and so um, it's really important to Bengalis to, like, celebrate this. And so she did a whole, and I had never known, I didn't know this, I, I didn't know where it started. It. About, and she did this beautiful makeup video with another collaborator who was also a Bengali makeup artist on YouTube. And so things like that, where, like, you can, you, you can be an Instagram fashionista, you can be a YouTube makeup artist, but, like, especially, and it's this aspect of representation, when you're in the minority, you... And you're it on a public platform, a social media platform. You do have a duty to educate and make people 100%. aware. Hundred percent. And it, and even though you didn't sign up for that, and it, I know it sucks to have to like be that person to enlighten folks. But when you're that, when you have a platform like that, it is absolutely your duty. And I'm going to charge every single person who has a huge following or like a moderately large following on social media to do stuff like that. you literally live in a bubble and like you don't, you're not aware of any of these issues, right? And they don't affect you because then what you don't know, you don't know. Right. But then fucking educate yourself because you're a grown ass person. Exactly. But then like, don't, don't cry about Azalea Banks if you're not going to speak out. Honestly, if you're not going to do what Just Rain did, then don't cry about it. Sorry. Well, I mean, I don't know if you, you can still cry about it. I think you can still cry about fair. it. I don't think it's fair, Faisa. To, like, not cry about it? I think absolutely. Like, I, I mean, me tweeting about, like, two, two tweets, like, it still affects you. It still pisses you off. I think it's... No, I mean, part I of mean, that if is you like, have that platform, right? If you have that following... Yeah. Then I don't think it's fair. Like... You and I talking about this on our podcast is probably not as impactful as we would like to pretend. <laughs> right. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's your then your duty to educate yourself and figure yeah. stuff out. And then yeah. um, and then uh, uh, not just educate yourself on one side, obviously, be well-informed and well-rounded and, and, and be able to, like, accurately – or not accurate, accurately, but intelligently represent your community. In a way that's positive and enlightening, not just, oh, this sucks, we're being discriminated against. Oh, here, let me teach you something about my culture and why your your idea of it is... And why your insult actually makes might no be, sense because yeah, we dope. Narrow-minded, right. <clears throat> what the um, fuck does Punjab even fucking mean, you idiot, but whatever. Five anyway. rivers. Five rivers, actually. Punjab. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. It, it means <laughs> five rivers, in case you were wondering... I don't know if all five are still flowing through the <laughs> province, but that's what it means. Um, but that was a... Shall, uh, we, shall yeah. we moral it up? 
Yeah, so moral of the story. You go first. I'm going to think about mine because I feel like I rambled a lot. My moral of the story, yeah, I have I have a couple different ones that I've been thinking about. Um, I feel really strongly about the giving props to everyday citizens who are in these not so sexy, not so glamorous roles. Yeah. Um, so whether that's your South Asian teacher who's, you know, teaching third grade or whether it's your um, like you said, your cab driver, your police officer, whatever it is, like these are people who are just as involved in the South Asian community, the South Asian diaspora, the fabric of this community as you are. And just because they're not getting those, you know, hundreds of thousands of likes or whatever, it doesn't mean that their impact is any less. Mm-hmm. And I think we really need to stop glorifying and, um, you know, turning people into these like celebrities and superstars, um, or I shouldn't say stop. We can still do that, but I think we really need to give mad props and mad support to people who are doing other things as well, even if they may not be as um, financially lucrative or, or socially sexy. lucrative. Right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So that's one. Uh, the second one is I effing love Just Rain so much. <laughs> if you're listening to this, please come talk to us. I heart you. You are funny and solid and your new apartment looks amazing. Um, I guess my moral of the story is we are on the precipice of something very big (laughs) I'm not going to say disaster you have the ability to change the tide go out and vote I was just going to say vote yes vote Vote, vote in everything. Vote, vote in your school in board. Everything. Vote in your, yeah. And I'm yeah, and I'm not talking about just the general election, even though that is obviously very um, critical right now. Yeah. But your local election as well. Yeah. Register, yeah. vote, educate yourself. Don't just listen to your friends. Don't just like read posts by people on Facebook. Like that's not enough. This is your duty as an American citizen, if you are an American citizen and you have the ability to vote, to figure shit out for yourself. Do you know um, townships have like these town halls and they're open and you can go and raise, you know, whatever issues you want, speak your mind. Like, why don't we do that? Why don't we ever do that unless we're trying to get the permits to build a masjid? No one, no, no, no one goes there except old Oh, like I'm gonna go old there. white people. Nobody goes to town halls. This is old white people. Snapchat my experience. <laughs> you should. I think that would be really that would be really yeah. fun. You should do a podcast at yeah, a town hall. live. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to give me a moral of today's story, sir? Yeah. So yeah, that's my moral of the story. Um, social media can be a really great tool. Yeah. Um, use it wisely and and vote. Yeah. For real, and be proud to be a curry scented bitch. Work. Hashtag Punjab. Hashtag, Hashtag dirty sand bad word. <laughs> Hashtag we love your refugee mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Happy related Mother's Day to everyone. The fuck? So stupid. Anyway. Um, we have obviously slowed down our recording a ton. Yes. Life kind of got in Thank the you. way, but we're going to try to be a lot better about it. Uh, in the coming weeks and months so a couple cool ideas if you have anything you want to hear about talk about um hashtag about you know yeah absolutely um my 
Instagram is the cold shoulder cat. My Twitter, if you want to see some fun retweets from comedians and celebrities and an occasional um, personal tweet uh, is at cold shoulder cat. Um, and then I have my blog, which I periodically post on, which is the cold shoulder cat um, I'm very well branded. If you haven't noticed. <laughs> My Instagram is Mehectamil. My Twitter is still Nisi. I promised literally just yesterday I was trying to change it to like Curry Scented Bitch. Mehek or Jamil or Mehek Jamil. And all of those were taken. So somebody please give it back to me so I'm I can stop with my hood bag. That was one of my one of my tweets was that's gonna be my new Instagram handles. Yeah, I think just Curry's name currently is like Dirty Punjab. Dirty Punjab, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Just about um your okay, what else yeah, so you Instagram Gmail, Twitter, yeah. Nisi. Nisi. For now. For now. Let's see. Let's see. Femdementalist. Femdementalist. Ah. Yeah. yeah um, all right, cool. So we will see you guys soon. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. We'll see how it works out <laughs> well, if we remember to record. Yeah. All, all right. right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.